0: Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Westworld, Season 1, Episode 1, it's called The Original, which is a little bit ironic because there was, was a movie first, <laughs> but that's fine, Uh, it's obviously Season 1, Episode 1 and since it's the first episode we will be starting off spoiler free and we will go into spoilers about half through and we will give you warning before we start talking about spoiler things, so we were looking forward to this, this is a... Uh, this was uh, high-priority viewing for the, the season. Uh, were you satisfied with this first episode?
1: Absolutely. I will say, move over, quarry. There's a new best show on TV.
0: Oh, right. You're, you're ready to jump straight to that. Oh, I am. You are. I I don't know if I'm quite ready to jump both feet in to that statement, but I liked it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it it's doing a lot of things that I love. I love stories about artificial intelligence becoming more human, and it's funny how this reminds me a lot of Dollhouse in a lot of ways.
1: Mm, I know what you mean.
0: Obviously, it's a lot more. You know, there's more nudity and there's swearing, and what's going on is a lot more. Uh, it's in the, your core, face. the core. idea, though, isn't it? Yeah, especially since I'm pretty sure the main character and the one we sympathise with the most is one of the the androids. I guess we'll call them. I don't know if they give us a specific name that they use for them yet.
1: Uh, hosts. Hosts.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. I suppose. I suppose. I was thinking, what 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 type of robot they were around and. All uh, the, right.
1: Well, they just refer to them as the hosts, yeah, though, don't know So. Because
0: yeah. obviously, if you if you if you're unfamiliar with the the premise of this show, and indeed the movie, and indeed the book that it's based on by Michael Crichton, which by the way is very similar to Jurassic parks in a lot of ways as well.
1: He likes his dodgy theme parks, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. Especially, when I, in this, whenever they said the park, when they were speaking about it, I was like, this is just reminding me of Jurassic Park now. Like, it really. really...
1: Oh, I think he had, like, a bad experience at Disney World or something. <laughs> and it just, it's like, his mind just spiralled.
0: Yeah, very very possibly. But, yeah, so we have the hosts, and the, the, the character who we're going to sympathise with the most, played by Evan Rachel Wood, whose name's Dolores, she seems like she will likely be the one that we sympathise with going forward. And I think that's the most interesting thing the show can do. Not that I won't sympathize with any of the actual humans, I mean I'm sure there'll be that going on as well, but having her be the one that we sympathise with puts us in the puts us in the mind of the one who's been oppressed. And it gives it's, us the reason to want her to fight. Because as much as she's not real, it's playing with the idea that over time they they almost grow humanity, they develop humanity because yeah. You know, like if something, and it's the, it's the classic AI argument is if, if something is intelligent enough to learn, then it can learn to have feelings. And once it has feelings, it's wrong to make it do the things that we make it do, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you completely get why the humans don't think there's a problem with it, because as far as they're concerned, these are just, you know, robots. Yeah, they're, toasters, they're toasters and kettles. And, yeah.
1: It is interesting, though, because obviously most AI films focus on the humans and their interactions with the AI.
0: Most, yeah.
1: Most, not all,
0: Yeah. but most. most.
1: But this is taking the approach of, no, we're going to focus all on the AIs and how they live more. Uh,
0: I, I guess... Uh, there's not even any plot elements that I would compared to it, but I, I did get a slight feeling of Blade Runner at, at times. Mm,
1: okay,
0: the way the way Anthony Hopkins you know he's the, the head of this he, he, he was there originally when they started doing all this and he's the one who's designed them and all that. Uh, his character Robert Ford. They just refer to him as Ford. He just the way he talked about them, the way his attitude it reminded me a little bit of the creator of the uh, the. The replicants and Blade mm. Runner. I just, I don't know. I was getting some of those vibes and the the feeling of it. Um, Makes sense. But obviously, we're not going to talk about plot details here because we want to save that for spoilers. Especially since there was a couple of reveals uh, in this episode, uh, one of which is relatively early on, but I think it's worth saving for spoilers. So, in more broad terms, uh, the show is gorgeous. It looks very expensive. Uh, there was. There were some shots of these like canyons and stuff and like you know these like flying over the head shots were and don't get me wrong I'm sure a lot of it's CG. I'm sure there's a lot of that going on but it doesn't really matter it looks gorgeous I don't
1: know a lot of it's probably location shots I mean HBO have the money they throw it around I mean look at oh, Game true. of Thrones that's all location Oh
0: no don't get me wrong I'm sure all their flyover shots of this uh these canyon areas I'm sure they went out for one day shot a thousand of them and they're just going to use them throughout the the course of the yeah. show Yeah because uh, that's how they typically do these things, because it's cheaper than try to do a batch for every episode as you go. But, you know, I'm sure it's touched up with CG and stuff and all the other things that they do. You know, obviously added elements will be in there and whatever. Especially yeah. since they need to, like, remove, like, further away in the landscape so that it feels like it is just in this one sort of dome, if you will. Yeah. But, no, it looks gorgeous. It feels so... There was times when I was, like... Man, this is this is a TV show now. Like, that like you know, ten, fifteen years ago, this was not a TV show.
1: Nah, there is some serious dollar being thrown at this.
0: There is. They're expecting this to be huge, and I think it will be huge. I feel like it will tickle an itch.
1: They've uh, marketed it so heavily as well. Like, it's really been pushed. Yeah, I, I've been getting uh, adverts at the cinema for about two months.
0: Yeah, so yeah so that's great the acting is pretty phenomenal 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 across the board and i think it's a real mix of acting as well because you've got the human actors but then you also have the the hosts themselves you have this thing where they're acting completely in character because they're programmed to play a role Mm -hmm. but then there's these other moments when like they're doing maintenance and you see them sort of in this like suspended mode where, but yeah. they well, since you switch off. Yeah, they switch off, but they still they still respond. They still like give basic responses for maintenance reasons and for checking up on them and stuff. And there's a very like, you know, asking them to drop the accent or asking them to answer these questions about their beliefs of their own reality and all that to check that everything's still going okay. And just the, the difference in responses, or you know, and it's, I don't think it's a plot spoiler to say that there there's hints of it going wrong because that's kind of the whole point of the show yeah, yeah. and when that does happen i thought the, the way the acting shifted was also very good uh they've put a lot of thought and effort into this
1: yeah the hosts are doing a fantastic job of just switching immediately and it's just a complete distinct snap as soon as that it's like on command obviously as it's supposed to be but it's so so smoothly transitioned as well by the actors
0: yeah. Well, I think I've actually finished the, the premise of the show. So yes, there's like a it's like a theme park essentially where all of the it's filled with all of these, you know, androids or robots, what we call them. They're called hosts, and people pay to go there and live out their cowboy fantasy. And when they're there, the the hosts cannot hurt them. Like if they try and fire one of their guns at a a visitor, it just won't work. It'll be like a blank essentially. Um and however the humans, the visitors, can kill the hosts. They can have sex with the hosts. They can be heroes. They can be complete villains. They can, they can do whatever they want. The whole point is you can go and live out your... Your the Wild
1: uh, West fantasy.
0: Your Wild West fantasy. In the movie, it was one of four worlds. Which is interesting. I, I'd be wondering if that's maybe what a Season 2 would be, is if they would shift mm. over to... Because I think in the movie, it was West World, obviously, Medieval World... I think there was like a Japanese one, maybe Viking, I can't remember. I can't remember. One was definitely medieval, but uh, the all two are escaping me. You
1: know, it gives them easy multiple season materials if they exhaust if this, this story in one season.
0: Yeah. I mean, the way it worked in the movie was is they actually went into one of the other ones at one point when everything was going mm. down. But obviously this is going to play over a much longer period. And it's different, I mean... Because Evan Rachel Wood's character, uh, Dolores, she wasn't in the movie—at least, not to my knowledge. She wasn't the main character, certainly. You know, the, the, we were following uh, one specific, you know, android, and even then, he wasn't really the main character. It was the humans that were the main character, and it was very Jurassic Park. Things go wrong, and they're attacking as a need to, you know, deal with it. Uh, so, no, uh, gorgeous, uh, fantastic use of music. I'm sure you want to mention the uh, the, oh, ke- the
1: the player piano covers.
0: Well, I was gonna say the uh, the painted black uh, orchestral.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it starts on the player piano, like oh, okay. that. Yeah, that's what brings it in, and it's the It does um, Soundgarden's Black Hole Sun earlier on as well. Cause even I didn't recognize that one, but uh, yeah. obviously it's less famous than Painted Black.
0: But, I'm a big uh, Soundgarden fan. They, they they play around with this whole idea of the piano and the, the idea that it's like a, one of those pianos that plays itself. You know, it's this automatic.
1: Yeah, you know, player pianos. That's
0: what they called. Was that what they called? Well, I didn't know yeah. that. No, <laughs> no, that's what I said. They play the player yeah. piano, uh, but you know, like they they play with this idea because the idea that that's like almost like the the ancient Retard, version so, yeah. of what they are, and it's that's in the opening title sequence, which is a very elaborate, very, very cool opening title sequence that mm. you know shows them like making more of the people, and uh, as the piano plays, and we see the keys playing itself. It's it's all very, very uh, stylistic and cinematic. Yeah, but no, it's it's a fantastic first episode. Raises a lot of interesting questions. And even though we can see a lot of similar themes of what we're used to from these types of stories, it certainly looks like it's going to be like high-caliber TV, where it's going to yeah, do things Yeah, well. there's
1: nothing wrong with telling the same stories in, like, in terms of thematics as things that have been done a hundred times. As long as you do it well, I'm down for seeing it again.
0: And that said, there is some mystery elements where I have no idea where it's going with things. That is true. And that will be very interesting to watch play out. And of course, I mean, we, we mentioned the acting, but we should mention that some of the names in this are quite big. Anthony Hopkins, Ed Harris. These are people that I know from movies and really like the movies. Jeffrey Wright, yeah. James Marsden. Yeah. James Marsden's hardly on the same level well, no, as no, Anthony but Hopkins like, and Ed Harris. What I mean is
1: they're all movie actors.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, all they of are. them. Even Thandie Newton, you know. Yeah. I think if I was a movie actress first. Um, but no, it's it's very, very good. And I, I don't... Is there anything else we, we th- you think we can say without getting into spoilers? Why haven't you watched this already? Yeah, go watch it. Do that. Go <laughs> and, watch it. And then it. come
1: back for the rest of this, obviously. Yeah,
0: yeah, and come back. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get into some spoilers. Full spoilers for episode one of Westworld, follow. So they played a neat little twist on us in the first ten minutes.
1: Aye, aye, they did.
0: Because they have James Marsden come in with the other, what do they call them, newcomers? Newcomers, yeah. yeah. which are the visitors? That's what the uh, the host know them as. And we play it as if he's going to be our main character, and uh, as if he's one of these newcomers. And we see him, you know, see this girl across, and he goes over to her, you know, after turning down the hookers, because that's obviously a big thing in the Wild West. There's the whorehouse above the above the the bar, the saloon, and. They told that they already know each other, and she's happy he came back. And it's at this point where I'm thinking, "Well, this is actually really interesting." Like, I'm already thinking they're doing something cool with this. They're, they're having this idea that he's fallen in love with one of these androids,
1: and he keeps coming back for he, her.
0: And he keeps coming back. Now, of course, they ended up twisting it, but that was such a cool, convincing, and interesting idea that I was sold. I was like, "Yeah, this is great. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm into this. This is this is a great thing to explore." And then you have, you know, he gets back to the house with her, and Ed Harris comes sauntering in. All dressed in black. He is credited as simply the Man in Black. He doesn't have a title or a name. And it's very Western, isn't it? That it's very Western. Uh, it's also very, I believed, as a character in Dark Tower as well. That's just referred to as the Man in Black. Mm.
1: Yeah, but that's also a Western, essentially.
0: So, yeah, a, Well, they're both science fiction Westerns, I suppose. Yeah, but uh, and they throw this little twist on is that. Ed Harris is the visitor and he's, he's there to play the villain which they set up really nicely in the train sequence because one of the other guys was like talking and saying oh one time I came and I was like, a pure hero the other time I came and I was like I played the outright villain
1: because he said the thing he's like oh the first time I came with my family we we're all good yeah. we're on the trips saw the sights and then he's like I came again last time I came I, I came on my own two weeks pure villain yeah and Ed Harris like taunts him and like
0: James Marsden can't shoot him you know, uh, Teddy's yeah. his name. I, sh- I should be using the character names, but it's hard when I I know them all so well as their actors. But he he tries to shoot when he can, and he ev- and you know Ed Harris eventually you know shoots him after he's trying to take the lorries away, and it sets up the idea that it flips on what we thought was going on before because this reveals that she and the other hosts can't remember the the visitors. Mm. Every every day they get purged and their memories are wiped. And they can't remember this. And Ed Harris says that he's done this before. He's he's like yeah,
1: he says, he says he's been coming for thirty years. Yeah,
0: and he's like, you know what? I like it when you put up a fight. He he's basically having a rape fantasy that he's living out. You know, every year or whatever, however often he comes. Mm. So, uh, n- nice little twist. But since we're on Ed Harris and the Man in Black, let's talk about him because we see him a few times throughout the rest of the episode.
1: Yeah, I'm not convinced he's the villain we're supposed to be believing.
0: Oh no! I don't. I'm not thinking on villain, but I'm intrigued because he he got very philosophical when he was uh, killing the the one of the androids. It was a uh, an Indian or sorry, Native American, I should say, and he you know he, he's spouting all this thing about looking for like everyone's here to play a game. I'm but I'm I'm here for the deeper game. I'm here for something else that they're not looking for. Like and I'm like, what's he talking about exactly? Like. What is he
1: looking yeah. for? Like you know, like that's that that's the question, isn't it? It's like, what is there that we don't know about? And
0: honestly, after one episode, I have no guesses. I have nothing to go on to.
1: No, because obviously he uh, he skins the guy mm-hmm. and scalps him, and we get a map on on the <sighs> inside. It looks kind of like a map.
0: Yeah, and is this just like this? Because what 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 I really liked about the when the engineer guys were talking or the coders and the programmers, you know Jeffrey Wright's character and them, I liked how they, they talked about this almost as if it was like Dungeons and Dragons or a role playing game where there's quests and they can do the quests, but they can mess them up just like if you're playing a role playing game, you can mess up the dungeon master's plans by going off track and you know going off wild and asking to do different things and whatever, and it felt kind of like that. Because they, they even mention that the guests mess up the quests all the time. Yeah.
1: But it leads to the question, who put in this map?
0: Yeah, is this one of the quests? Is this something that's been buried so deep? And because this
1: guy's been coming for 30 years... Has he like, discovered... Is, is this like an, an, like an one of the original quests, I think, that hmm. no one's hidden? Like an Easter egg, almost.
0: Or is that too simple? Is that too face value? Is he actually looking for something that even the, the programmers don't know about?
1: Yeah, it's something maybe only uh, Anthony Hopkins' character knows because obviously he's mm. like the creator of all of this.
0: Yeah, uh, so no, no there's a, a lot of fascinating stuff with him. Uh, very intrigued to see where that will go. Of course, we see that Dolores, like we see her day repeating, and we actually open and close with her being asked the questions that they ask to check if they're still like you know in the right place that they're not malfunctioning, they're not because obviously over the episode we see different people malfunction we see that guy who like kills people and pours milk on them he like malfunctions and they, they come in and again another nice moment where they pause him and he just like
1: stops yeah I love how they just freeze yeah it's great
0: That's really cool stuff but they come in they, they try to fix him and then Dolores' dad starts messing up and because he, he finds the picture of like obviously a visitor's dropped she's brought a photo of her standing in what looks like Times Square and mm. obviously this guy's programmed to be in the Old West and he's like I don't what is don't this? Understand, yeah. I don't understand, And After he malfunctions, and they think they've solved it, although I'm pretty sure this is just a red her- herring, you know, they think they've solved it. What's happening here is that this new update that they've put in, like, 10% of the uh, the hosts, for them to sort of have, like, instinctful memories.
1: Yeah, it's like they can access their previous day's memories as, like, a subconscious, almost.
0: Yeah, so they'll have little ticks and things like that that they wouldn't have had otherwise that makes them seem more real. But what it seems to have done to some of them, and this one in particular, is that he's remembering. He used to be using a different role. He was programmed for a murder mystery at one point, and the character was quoting Shakespeare. But of course, the line he quotes from Shakespeare sounds very contextual as to what's going on. He's talking about meet, meeting his maker and all that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, so it, it's played like that, but then Anthony Hopkins says, oh no, this is Shakespeare, this was his first thing. He's just yeah. He's just revisiting his old work. That's all this is. It's memories. Um, but is it? Well, that's the thing. Like, we're told that they can't harm any living thing. And we see it. Not all, of not all obviously, humans, because they don't want them killing the visitors, obviously. But we see at one point a fly lands on one of them. And that's what causes this uh, sheriff character to mal- malfunction. And, of course, the episode ends with uh, Dolores. Uh, she's going through her modern routine. We see her getting up like we have done like five times at this point. Going out to the porch, her dad asks the same question, but of course, he's played by someone else now because the original uh, host is now be put in cold storage, which we've also seen and looks really creepy and very, you know, all these naked yeah. bodies just look of, By the way, there's a lot of nudity in this uh, from yeah. the, the hosts because they're all getting made and being naked all the time. But uh, so, yeah, so like a fly lands on her neck and everything's going normal, and then she snaps, and she swats it, yeah, she swats the fly, and that's what we cut the credits on, and it's like. You know that was the perfect, perfect yeah. thing to end. Up. It was just enough—not something super huge that they should all notice. Not something you know that's going to send like alarms blaring. But just
1: something—it's—it's—it's it's, it's on a fly. It's just basically it's something yeah. that if you do it in front of one of the newcomers, no one would think anything of it. Yeah, they—they they won't realize that's completely against her entire core programming, and everything is just ruined. Yeah,
0: so. And It makes me wonder, like, is she, like, will she become villainous? Will she become more heroic? But will it be a sympathetic journey where we want her to succeed and break out and have a life, or will it be a case of she turns into
1: this, you know, <laughs> killing machine? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this uh, raises my question. Predictions: How long till a visitor dies? Which is obviously going to happen. That has to be. Yeah. That will be the big end of episode thing that
0: happens at some point in this season.
1: I think it'll be early. I, I, think, like episode
0: three. I think it'll be relatively early because i think that's what gets the plot boiling but at the same time if it happens too early then they just shut down the park so i feel like whenever it does happen
1: it's yeah, going to be played as an accident though
0: I, I yeah could that be played as an accident or when that starts happening it almost immediately goes into full like we're all trapped in here for whatever reason you know mm. maybe there's more of a, a planet but you're probably right. The first thing is probably going to be an accident. It's probably not going to be her. It'll be one of the other ones just malfunctioning.
1: and Yeah. I'm I'm not even sure it'll be like a direct map. i sure it'll be something like one of them tries to... Ah, oh, I know what it'll be. Oh, go on. Right, well, I don't know, but this is what I'd do. One of them, you know, where they shoot the guns at them and obviously because they're hosts, it doesn't work. It kind of just shoots like a blank, right? Yeah. One of them will accidentally develop enough sentience that when they shoot, the gun, because they use the same guns and it's mm-hmm. depend on whether the humans or the robots shoot, they'll have developed enough sentience that the guns won't recognise them as a robot and it'll kill one of them.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I can see that being the case.
1: That's where I'd go with it. Now, they definitely see they using the same guns. I'm sure one of them picked up, picks up the gun that right. uh, uh, it was, I think it might have been The Man in Black where he picks up one of the guns and shoots some.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, that that could be the case. Um, or I mean, obviously they could just kill him a different way. Like you know, strangle, I mean, sure. drown, whatever. You know, whatever tickles your fancy, and you're killing mood.
1: But I, I like more the idea that they'll be. They could even be watching it, and they'll be like, "Ah, it's fine." I know. Cause...
0: Yeah. I yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Right. I I think it's a good idea. I think that may be the way it goes. Uh, as for you know what else will happen, I know. Obviously, we meet some of the characters behind the scenes, but we've talked about Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Jeffrey Wright's character, Bernie, he's like the the lead, the lead programmer right now, and he's sort of heads with the head of the like security of the the place, who deals with like when there's a malfunction, she sends in her team, and then there's this like obnoxious British guy who is kind of making power plays. He wants to like rise to the top and get the old man out so he mm-hmm. can be the head of the whole thing. In fact, one also of the-, the idea that he wants
1: to roll back everything a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, he wants to take take charge and roll back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wants but, to roll things back. But one of my, the funniest moments of this episode. Not that it's a overly funny show, but he goes on about how they do the heist that they usually do with this this uh, outlaw character who normally uh, like does this later in the week, but they're doing it early because they want to, like have an excuse for the visitors why all these like def- you know all these droids that have had the uh, the update are getting pulled out so they can fix them and check them and you know make sure they're hmm. not you know malfunctioning. And he goes on about how, oh by the way, I rewrote the big speech he gives after he does the uh, the safe thing in the saloon, wait till you hear it, and he's like, you know, he's bragging about it, and then it gets to the that moment, he starts to give his speech, and one of the visitors shoots him in the neck and kills him dead, and I love the look on the, the head of security's face, she just looks like so happy that she didn't have yeah, to hear it, it was it's it's really funny, which is by the way, is the scene where the painted black plays, uh, yeah. also
1: she has a really interesting scene early on with the, you know, the hooker that's been in maintenance, and it's the one where it's the first one we're seeing about the the tick with the the finger.
0: Uh, you're thinking of a different character.
1: Oh yes, I am. Sorry,
0: you're thinking of the but, younger uh, woman. Yeah, the younger one who works with uh, Jeffrey Wright.
1: Yeah, but that that like, that was a really interesting scene as well.
0: Oh, it was. Yeah, because she goes in for a kiss because she's like tempted. She wants to know how it feels because presumably, like working here, she's maybe not actually visited the park.
1: Yeah. And she gets but tempted. I'm wondering if it's more than that. Is it just a, a temptation or is it something that she this has been going on and she's Oh uh like developed something with this particular one?
0: You could be right, but I took it as because of the tick and because she felt more lifelike, that's what prompted the the uh the the motivation, the the desire to, to see what it was like because she feels more human now because of that little tick.
1: Yeah, that, that could be, it, yeah. But be interested to see where that leads going forward
0: and i think i think the main point of that scene more than anything else because that was quite early on in the episode it was to show just how how the blurred the lines are now yeah like just how far along these things are because what, what i like about when we go down and meet ford for the first time which is anthony hopkins character he, he's talking to this old model, this old gunslinger, who apparently, like, you could easily tell he's fake after, you know, if you try to shake his hand or you say the wrong thing, he'll go off script. You know, like, it was very primitive, you know? And mm. I, I like that idea of history, that there's these old models who aren't as good.
1: Which brings the question, what's so special about Dolores? Because obviously, I think he said that, uh, that bartender guy was the second host that they had. Mm. and obviously he's very old and hasn't been updated why did they retire him and not Dolores because she was the first what's so special about her that they keep her fresh? Did they say he was the second host? I thought he was the second
0: I don't think they specified that she was the first. They specified that in active duty she was the oldest not the first. I think there's a difference.
1: Uh, Do you think? Yeah,
0: I, I really... Because I, they had the old models that were, like, obviously fake, so she's not one of them.
1: No, no, but I I I just got the impression that she'd just been updated and updated more and more.
0: All right, okay. Because when he
1: says, like, oh, you, you look at her, she looks brand new, but she's actually the oldest. Okay, I got f- the impression that she was the first one.
0: All right, I didn't get that impression. I just took it as she's currently... Because I took it that she had to be, you know, one of the modern-style models that could do all mm. the things the ones that we have now could do. Uh, you could be right. I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe it's not a big deal one way or the other because either way, she's the oldest. Yeah. And I don't know. Like I feel like maybe because of the way the Man in Black interacts with her, like every time, maybe that's why like something changed. Like those experiences are so like because it's, maybe he always rapes her, and maybe the sheer like veracity of that experience, like eventually tr- started to break through
1: yeah I also think it is with her being either way the oldest in active service is going to be interesting so obviously that means she has the most memories to fall back on
0: Mm, yeah, that's true
1: so she's got the most to come through and to change things so that could be really interesting
0: hmm yeah, so that's mm. a great show uh, <laughs> really is uh, really quality first episode it's 10 episode first season so um... Hopefully it does well and we get more because I assume there's a game plan because I've not finished it yet. I'm only halfway through the third season of Person of Interest, but that is uh, from Jonathan Nolan, who's also show this, and that show, from what I've seen of it so far, has done nothing but get better as it went along, and it became clear in season two that there was an overall game plan that was there for the entire show. You know, like, yeah. and I'm thinking this has probably got a similar thing. This is even more out there to begin with, but. I do wonder, like, what is the long-term plan here? Because, you know, like, her becoming more sentient and becoming more human-like... To a point a, that, that's
1: a short-term plan, isn't it? It's
0: a season one story, you know, like... Yeah. Maybe not completely... Maybe she won't be completely human by the end of the season, but she will be human enough that we have seen an arc. And I wonder what the season two would be. Where Where does this go next? There's obviously a lot like of space like that we've got the other
1: worlds, but what do you do with them beyond just showing off that they exist? because hmm. Hmm. I mean one thing I would speculate is obviously if she becomes human what if she travels through the worlds and is on like a freedom quest to, well, to free the others sort of thing
0: hey, to be fair that's assuming these other worlds exist in this show
1: it is, it is. but like, I'm just thinking like her going on a quest to free the others essentially
0: that said uh, Anthony Hopkins saying that he used to be a murder mystery character does imply that if there's not other worlds, then they certainly get used for other attractions somewhere. Like, you know, the idea that it's one of these, like, you know, murder mystery mansions you go for for a weekend kind of thing. Like, it at least implies they've been used in things like that at some point.
1: Well, I don't know. You could still have that in Westworld.
0: You could. It didn't sound like it, though.
1: That's Qu- quote true. Shakespeare? Hmm, it's a good point. I mean, I know Shakespeare's, like, really old but still it's not Well, oh, yeah yeah but like obviously but it's, it's not something you expect to hear in the old West is it yeah a gunslinger you know
0: in the old West like a sheriff quoting Shakespeare It doesn't really add up
1: no it doesn't you're right hmm
0: which makes sense like they wouldn't have always been used for this and they also uh the the, the the British guy and the head of security have that conversation outside when he tries to make his little power play where they talk about how the visitors have one like expect one thing from the park the People running to expect another thing. Like, what? What is their purpose? It's not just to have a theme park that makes money. That they're they're doing something else with it. Like, uh, they're researching something. They're looking for something else. Maybe that's what the man in black is also looking for. Maybe he's looking for that deeper meaning. You know. Maybe mm. th- those two goals are
1: connected. Yeah, it's gonna tie in somehow. Yeah, because he seems very disconnected from everything else at the minute.
0: It feels like yeah. I wouldn't surprise me if he ends up in someone who was once on the other side of that wall. Like, he was once someone who ran something like this, if it wasn't this place. Maybe back at the start. Yeah. Because he is old enough. Like, he's old
1: enough to be... He could be... Like, I I wouldn't put it past him being, like, he he was almost a co-creator with uh, Ford. Possibly, yeah. But, like, you know, like, forgotten about into obscurity when he was pushed out almost, and now this is him trying to get back at Ford by exposing whatever this secret is
0: uh maybe i mean i mean obviously this is all just complete guess we we have very little to go on as to what the connection could be but i just i have this sneaking suspicion that he is not just a random guy he's in some way if he is looking for something that's not just a part of the game like i think he is then i think it's because he already has some knowledge from something else
1: so. yeah that would make sense
0: but no, we're getting into some seriously just random guesswork now, so we will wrap this up and we'll save future speculation for it after some more evidence has been presented to us. Bye. The fact that we've talked this long and speculated already based on, you know, a 68 minute without commercial, well, not well, commercials on HBO anyway, but you know what I mean. Like, the fact that we've speculated this much on one episode is a testament to how interesting this will probably be to discuss as we go forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure, it could go off the rails and, you know, fail. But I don't see that happening. doesn't feel like
0: it. I have faith in... Uh, I mean, the guy's last name is Nolan. And Nolan we trust.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair.
0: All right, that's uh, the episode, episode one of Westworld, guys. Let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Uh, like and subscribe and all that stuff. It helps us out a lot. Of course, we'll be back with episode two next week. And uh, get us on Twitter, mail, underscore, fuzz. Uh, we're still uploading Luke Cage reviews uh, for the next day, day or two. Uh, So look forward to those if you're into that stuff. Otherwise, guys, keep watching TV. We'll see you next time.